What's up, everyone? We're back with the third episode of Running Through the Garden, the podcast where we cover all things New Jersey running. I'm Mike Zerzolo. And I'm Brian Splark. And today we're joined by Jack Shea and Blaze Farrow. Jack ran for Cherokee High School and Blaze ran for Christian Brothers Academy before they both found their way to Northern Arizona University. After extremely successful high school careers, they each have found ways to be impactful on one of the most dominant teams in NCAA cross-country history. Hopefully everyone finds their stories and interactions as funny as we did, and we hope you enjoy. All right, what's up, Jack and Blaze? Thanks so much for joining us. How you guys doing? Yeah, yeah. thanks for having us. Thanks yeah, for sure. Thanks for uh, coming on here. So, yeah, if you guys just want to introduce yourselves real quick, we'll do a little introduction um, before, but uh, say where you guys are now, what you're up to, and kind of, yeah, where you're from. All right, yeah, I'm Jack. Um, I'm from Marlton, New Jersey. I ran for Cherokee under Shackley. Um, Decided to go to NAU. I'm a fifth year there. We're going into my fifth year. And, uh, nice. Right. Yeah. I'm Blaze Farrow. I came from Shrewsbury, New Jersey, ran for CBA and uh, went to NAU the last five years. And I just finished my fifth year. And uh, yeah, hopefully we'll continue my running career elsewhere. Yeah. After NAU. Awesome, guys. Well, like to start uh, by asking you guys to tell us how you got into the sport of running, how you found the sport. Um, yeah, how'd you get started? Yeah, so uh, my dad is a runner or was a runner, um, and he wouldn't let me run until about like third grade. Um, but I was like begging for it since I can remember. Um, uh, yeah, he like started up this like MRC program. Um, we didn't, there wasn't even a distance squad. And, um, my first year we had three kids, um, and we just go to, to Philly a bunch. Um, if we wanted, wanted just more competition and go to AAU and, um, the team expanded a bunch and they got like a lot of fun. Um, now there's like about like 60 kids on the distance squad and my dad just retired, but, um, yeah, the, after that, um, went, uh, into high school and, um, just really started to get serious about running, uh, stopped playing football and, and hockey and all that. And, uh, yeah, just was learning a lot. Um, got injured a bunch in high school. So that was real frustrating, but decided I really want to stick with it. And then, um, figured I want to run in college, um, for, for someone. And, uh, yeah, looked at, um, Iona and, and NAU a bunch and, uh, yeah, I really liked both schools, and after my visit at NAU, I just was was hooked. Yeah. Awesome. Blaze, how about you? How'd you uh, find your start in the sport? Um, it's tough to say exactly. It's between the movie Hoot and also, uh, yeah, the the local town park, I guess. Um, yeah, I can't remember which came first, but uh, my brother and sister ran cross country at the the local middle school and high school when I was very young and uh, not necessarily them that inspired me, but their teammates <laughs> inspired me. Um, yeah. They were winning races and it was looking really cool to me. And and one time me and my mom went to a cross country practice for my brother and sister. And uh, as we were walking through the park uh, together, just walking the dog, 
I saw a group of runners come by that were super jacked. They had biceps and triceps and uh, quadriceps. <laughs> and uh, yeah, I was like, holy shit, that's what running does. They, yeah, it gets you jacked, you know? So I was like, all right, here we go. I'm going to, I'm going to start running long distance. That's how you get jacked. In hindsight, I think uh, it was actually the ROTC program that maybe walked by or something, uh, or perhaps just the local gym club, who knows, but uh, that for sure stoked my interest. I was like, sweet muzzles. I want muzzles. And then after that, I, uh, yeah, I saw the movie Hoot or before that, I'm not exactly sure, but the movie Hoot with the, I got nothing more to say than the movie with the owls. Um, there's a scene in the movie where the, yeah, the main character runs alongside a bus and he's super quick. So that's how I got my start. Yeah. I was like, shit, I can keep up with the bus or I could have muscles. Both sound like good options. Yeah. That's a great story. I said, how you got the running? <laughs> oh, thank you. Yeah. I still stick to it as well. I like it. Yeah. That's fantastic. <laughs> Hundred push um, today, man. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> and then, uh, I mean, I was seeing high school, Jack. You ran at a a Cherokee with Mike, and then Blaze. You went to CBA, the legendary CBA. So you guys could just talk uh, about your high school experiences. Um, and, you know how the like what your high school experience was like, and then uh, kind of when you decided that you wanted to run uh, in college. Yeah, I had a real good um, high school experience with running. And my, my best friends, even to this day, have come from that team. And uh, I had a, like, a really great coaching staff there as well. Um, at the time, I had, like, well, my first day, I had uh, uh, Shackley, Callahan, Pellerin, and Cuneo. And, um, and those guys, I thought I was going to have all of them the whole four years. And um, three of them weren't there after two years, but Shackley stuck around. And, um, yeah, I just had everything I needed and, um, I had a great group of guys around me and we just had fun. And, um, the team was, was pretty bad my freshman year, but we kind of turned that around by my senior year. True. That is very true. <laughs> How about you boys? Uh, yeah. So my high school experience Strictly defined by Jack Shea. Um, coming down the back stretch of Homedale Park, my uh, shoot, Jack, was it junior or senior year? I, I forget. No, I didn't even know you knew I was in the race. <laughs> I think I said good job. I think I said good job to you as I pa- or as you passed me. <laughs> yeah, it was coming down the the last like K of Homedale Park, and yeah, Jack passed me, and. I said, shit, that guy is, yeah, he's balling out right now. So I think I said good job or something or go get him. I don't know what I said, but it was either my junior or senior year. And that was when I said, oh, man, this state is getting good. (laughs) Um, Either way, uh, my high school experience consisted of, uh, I guess, tradition at at a a CBA. Um, Everything consisted of anything you did was compared to people that did it before you, which definitely helped along the way when there was people in history doing better than you had ever done. Uh, you never uh, fell short because you knew exactly what people of your caliber did. And, and that helped a lot. And that continued on to NAU as well. Yeah. I thought a lot about people that went to NAU before me uh, when I ran there and yeah, hopefully that, that remains the same at both schools. Nice. 
Yeah, so I think that was probably your junior year because your senior year you got second. So, oh, and it wasn't Jack Shea in front of it. It was not, unfortunately. <laughs> no, yeah, I don't know. I'm not sure what you're talking about. I, I was having one of the, <laughs> the best races of my life, and the way I realized it was that like I was next to you with about like a mile left, and <laughs> yeah, I was the same like, reaction. Yeah. No, I was like, this. I was like, this kid's like I'm running great, but this kid's having the worst day of his life. We're kind of meeting in the middle here. I didn't necessarily say that. I also said, "Damn, he's feeling great." <laughs> so exactly what I said as you passed me, and then I, I hope I said good luck or something, you know. <laughs> so so boys, so your sophomore year, you won me to champs indoors in the thirty-two. Won again outdoors in the thirty-two. Um, and then your junior year, you won indoors in the 32, you were third outdoors and your senior year, you were second at cross country and then won the Northeast. So a lot of, a lot of big races. Um, so three media champs titles in New Jersey. That's, that's huge. Sort of the pinnacle of New Jersey running. Do any of them stand out to you as being like the most special or your favorite or one that meant the most was the hardest to earn? Um, uh, yeah, it's tough to say. They they all, of course, meant a lot. Every performance. Right. Yeah, I was in hindsight happy with. Maybe at the time I wouldn't have been happy with uh, a fourth place performance as opposed to a first place. But in hindsight, yeah, the fourth place meant just as much to me as the first place. Um, one that does stand out to me for two reasons, also involving Jack. <laughs> I hate to bring him up again. <laughs> Yeah, it was the regional meet, I think, when Jack qualified. Or, Jack, were you the first out, or did you qualify for an exam? Oh, uh, it was the first out. I think. First, first out. out, okay, yeah. So, <laughs> this isn't a positive story, but it was Jack, yet again, the one that was penetrating my uh, mental fortitude, which is funny. <laughs> um, uh, so, yeah, we were running, we entered the last mile, and Jack was with the pack uh, at the regional meet in cross country. And... Uh, I remember looking at my coach. He wasn't even my coach. He was the the throws coach at my school. Um, and I, I winked at him because I, I felt good. I was like, oh, a mile to go. I feel great. This is fantastic. And then I turned around and I saw Jack. And uh, yeah, true to story now, Jack was tougher than everyone expected. Um, and yeah, uh, he, he was there the whole time. And I, I think I remember talking to the front pack saying hey all we gotta do is eliminate jack he is gonna beat all of you i think i said that exact words like hey look out for sixth place he's legit that's what i said and uh i ended up uh luckily luckily getting away from jack and and still luckily today as as we remain teammates but um yeah that was probably the most impactful experience on my career it was the first time i had ever felt scared of someone uh and somehow yeah jack haven't told you yet index fingers man <laughs> but yeah that day you scared the the crap out of me oh man i well yeah i'm really glad you know because like i'm just like i was just having a couple good races and like i'm there i, I remember like with like, or we're climbing that at Bowdoin Park Hill and you dab up Aaron Groff right in front of me. And I, <laughs> and I hear you talking. I didn't know you were saying this shit. But I hear you talking and I'm like, 
what the hell, man? Like, <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, you know, I, I, you know, I would have been really fun to to travel to nationals with. You know, I, you, you should have been on my side. You know, carry me along, dab me up. You know, I think you would. Have... <laughs> I was too scared, dude. That's the power of fear you in our sport. <laughs> yeah, so, so Jack, that was a, a big race for you because you finished six at cross country meet of champs that year, your junior year, and then you were eighth at regionals. So sixth in New Jersey to eighth in the region. That's that's awesome. That's a two great finishes. Um, yeah, what was kind of your your mindset going into regionals? Because I remember being there. I was I was a little farther back in the pack. But you you were just on a tear that year. And I remember several several races where we finished, and Shaq just kind of looked at us in the bus and he's like, "Well, Jack had a good race." <laughs> um, but yeah, what what do you think clicked that season? What do you think really was it a mental thing, a training thing? Um, what kind of got you to those big performances in that breakout year? I mean, yeah, honestly, I was in love for the first time. I was Aiden Skirrow. I, I was in love with her. Um, I think that fueled my fire. I, I didn't sleep much. I'd be up texting or calling her. And I, I was just, I was running off fumes. And I guess it just it's kind of worked. Um, you attribute that to your success? Yeah, yeah, 100%. I've been told fullness. that. Um, and, and who was that girl? Uh, yeah. <laughs> Do you want to give her a shout out on the podcast? <laughs> You're listening to this? Uh, sorry. But um, it's true. Um, yeah, the uh besides that, um I really liked our jerseys. We we're the ECM Harriers. We got it from Call of Duty, I think, was our inspiration. <laughs> um and uh, yeah, sorry, Shaq Shaq is kind of brutally honest sometimes. I mean, that's the one of the about him. He go. wasn't wrong. You did have some good races. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm pretty sure John Conn ran ran well on that race. He did in the in the open race. Um and uh yeah, dude, I, I remember when Blaze came across the finish line and he was just like it looked like he was frolicking, and I was just like, I saw this picture, and I was so pissed. Yeah, I hope so. I, yeah, he just <laughs> in my face. Um, but yeah, it was, it was a good, it was a good. Yeah, I think those couple of races got me to NAU, so I'm glad they happened because um, I didn't really run that well after that um, my senior year. But um, yeah, thank God those races happened because I'm, I'm glad, I'm happy where they took me. A <laughs> uh, uh, small anecdote about. Uh, exactly that when jack came to nau um i think it would have been jack's freshman year at the indoor iowa state meet uh he ran 14 18 and i had yet to run a 5k that season uh yeah forget all circumstances the one thing i can remember that season is that i was scared i was terrified that i would lose uh, a big portion of my ego to someone younger than me and, uh, yeah, uh, I think Jack raced maybe two hours before I raced the 5k and in my, in my head, in my inexperience, I was only a sophomore. I had been injured my freshman year in my inexperience. I said to myself, Hey, if I don't have a, a good race, you know, something where I feel great and I finish strong, I am a loser. And I saw Jack finish stronger than I've probably seen anyone finish and that was from the hotel room because i wasn't at the meet yet uh and he's of course from new jersey and then yeah i yeah i definitely freaked out for a minute and i crossed the line and yeah uh, uh yeah people would say that i crossed the line 
piss off. And I, I walked to the sidelines thinking that, Hey, I had a bad race. This sucks. And by the skin of my teeth, I mean, yeah, I'll say this much. It hurt. I finished the race and I said, fuck this. There goes Jack. He's got it. And I walked to the sidelines and yeah, to be completely honest, I was very happy that I beat Jack and that was it. I had no other emotions. I said, all right, there's another New Jersey competitor competitor on my team. And I could not be more grateful that I was able to pull it out today. Uh, which Jack yet again, of course you do not realize this about my career, but it's dependent on you. <laughs> yeah. As I'm, a gonna, New I'm Jersey learning a lot from this. That is it. Yeah. <laughs> I spent like I spent like four years with you, and now I'm, I'm learning all this stuff. <laughs> I know. I wish I, think, I told you earlier. I think a lot of it's bullshit. But. <laughs> well, you might think that, but dude, oh man, ask Cade. That's all I need to say. Yeah. Please, it, it it sounds like Jack just lives in your head, like rent free. This well, <laughs> not rent free. I pay him rent. <laughs> <laughs> Um, that's, that's great. Uh, talking about, um, you're at school, obviously Northern Arizona, Northern Arizona university. Um, let's talk about that a little bit. Um, talk about the recruiting process a little bit. How'd you guys kind of end up there? Yeah. I know Jack, you, you mentioned it a little bit earlier, but yeah. What did that look like for you? I believe you started this off. (laughs) Um, yeah, it is all thanks to coach Cornfield. Uh, he wrote me a handwritten letter and it was very flattering. Uh, so yeah, I, I was flattered by the fact that he was the first school I received a handwritten, handwritten letter from, uh, and I took it and ran. Yeah, it was, it was awesome. He provided support, uh, understanding and it was fantastic. Yeah. Nice. Jack, how about you? You said, um, like when you went to NAU, that kind of sold you, you're between Iona and NAU. Was it the team? Was it Mike Smith? Um, was it the campus? What kind of, what kind of really was the selling point for you? Yeah, yeah. So uh, I was pretty sold on on Iona for a minute, and um, I knew Joey was going on a Joey DeFeo was going on, on an official trip, and I figured out the call. Cornfield and the accent answered, and um, a couple of days later, he was like, "Yeah, I can fly you out." And um, when I got there, I was like, my mind was blown because I, I'm pretty sure I haven't been west of the Mississippi. Um, before that and so like seeing the mountains and the trails and um and just like meeting the meeting the guys and uh meeting the coaching staff i yeah i just loved it and i really wanted to i kind of wanted to get the hell out of new jersey to be honest as well and and iona wasn't far enough um and so i was like yeah i figured i'd just follow blaze out there and um he was blaze is my uh you're my what do they call it? The guy. Who's your shepherd? Who's your guy? Index yeah, yeah. brother. Yeah, and you were my. I'm blanking on my name. Oh, oh your your host. My host. Yeah. Oh, okay. Okay. And, I thought yeah. I thought we were getting like metaphorical. It's asleep. Yes, that's correct. No, yeah, you're my host, and um, and like I I shouldn't have been so appealed by it because I think he gave me like a half blown up air mattress that had a chair with <laughs> yeah. Joey with with only one pillow. Like it's a twin size air mattress. We can fit in it. It was a twin size air mattress, and I had to share it with someone. <laughs> We're like, no, they're both from New Jersey. It doesn't matter. Um, but it was a mess. But I just kind of 
Yeah, I was like, yeah, I'll come here and and uh, well, I, I basically begged to come. I just kind of went in the coach's office. It's like, I know I haven't run that quick, but I really want to come here and uh, yeah. Gotcha. So was was Mike Smith there when you were going through recruiting? Because he he came in in 2016, right? Yeah, yeah. So his first year was my first year. Got you. So Blaze, were you there when it switched over? You were, uh, yeah. So I was recruited by by Heinz, uh, right. and uh, the majority of the recruiting process was, uh, yeah, addressed by Coach Cornfield. Gotcha. And then in the final steps, Coach Heinz stepped in and explained what the program looked like and and how I might feel there and and what the financial offer might look like. And yeah, I got to know Coach Heinz and Coach Cornfield uh, both in that process, and I felt comfortable switching with uh yeah into coach Hines's care and then after a couple months uh coach smith came in i had coach Hines and coach smith for an overlapping period uh yeah and they both rocked yeah coach Hines taught me a bunch of what i use today as well as coach smith teaching me uh a lot of what i use today as well awesome um so yeah one thing that i wanted to touch on because i know um jack from talking to you this is like a big part of uh what you guys do at NAU, I want to bring up Shannon Thompson and uh, who she is, her role in your guys' training, and um, yeah, just kind of how that uh, how that plays into the NAU team culture and how that helps you guys. You go ahead, boys. <laughs> I'll start it off and then Jack will hit it home. Um, yeah, Shannon Thompson works with us every week uh, in a mental performance-based setting. Uh, we finish our Monday or uh, no, sorry. We finish our Wednesday practice and, uh, as a men's and women's team, we both sit down and talk with Shannon about, uh, different performance, different performance strategies, uh, in order to access your best self on the right day. Right. So, uh, yeah, I'll say this much. Shannon's main job is to help us perform better. Uh, but what she does is, uh, far beyond, uh, what her, her job is described as. Um, Shannon has helped me through many, many hard times where the last thing I want to think about is running. Uh, and Shannon is the person there to remind me that I don't need to think about running. Right. Uh, yeah. A lot of athletes confuse, uh, motivation with, uh, thought processes. So, um, yeah, the highest level athlete might think that in order to access their best, they need to be hyper-focused as well as, uh, fully devoted to the sport, uh, more accessing more of their heart than they are their body, essentially to perform their best. Uh, but Shannon's there to remind us essentially that, uh, we can access more than just our physical best. You know, we can access our, our mental best and that'll help us through. Yeah. The hardest times when the last thing we're thinking about is running. Uh, and she can also help us to, to do better when the first thing we're thinking about is running. So, yeah. She's helped us in many, many ways. Yeah. Yeah, my relationship with Shannon um, is is amazing. Um, she has gone above and beyond uh, what she has asked and what I've asked her to do, um, and what many people on this team have asked her to do, and including the coaching staff. Um, she is the type of person who, if like you need anything, she'll make it happen. And especially if you just need someone to talk to you for hours and hours. Um, 
Shannon and I, you know, when we first started um, meeting weekly, um, we talk a little bit about running, but um, from then till now, I I hardly ever talk about running with, with Shannon. Um, she has been like um, just a sports psychologist when I need a sports psychologist, she's a friend when I need a friend, and she is a therapist when I need a therapist. And um, I have spent um, like countless hours with her just working um just trying to better apply myself and um one major thing with me and a huge turning point was I struggled with school a lot um basically just all the way up until college and then uh, a couple years into college and I just couldn't figure it out um and she just like would sit down with me every day and like map out what I need to do and how to apply myself and how to get me excited and um it has like transformed me um as uh someone pursuing their academics and um and it's great because now I know what I want to do with my life after college and stuff because I had no idea like 24 months ago and um yeah I Flowtrack kind of captured who Shin is um really well in that last um video in this series because she like uh, made up this uh beautiful poem and how like how she captivates all of us um into one and she no one asked her to do that. She just did that because she like um, just loves our team. And and anybody that like can do something like that is for, is someone of a lot of character. So, yeah. Yeah, no, that, that was kind of what made me bring it up because that episode of like the running with the boys where she kind of goes through everyone and has a little passage about everyone on the team in the poem and it's just playing over like clips of you guys running is like the most badass thing I've ever seen. It, it's so cool. And yeah, it's, it's really cool to hear insight on uh, how much she actually does and how involved she is in the team. And I think it, it really is like a, a quintessential NAU thing. Like NAU is such a likable team. Um, it's, they're not a bunch of cocky guys, not a bunch of um, people who are just like, oh, we grind every day, we work harder. It really does seem like uh, the coaching staff and all the athletes are really about sort of that bond and about the mental health and yeah, just making you guys well-rounded people. And at least from the outside, it seems like that's a a big part of all the success. You guys are a very well-rounded, well-balanced team. Do you guys kind of find the same thing? Like that's, that's one of the big, um, big reasons for all your guys' success. Yeah, we, we have our issues um, when it comes to our team, um, but uh, just like any other team, uh, we, we are like a pretty, um, I'd say we're a pretty emotionally intelligent team, um, but that doesn't mean that uh, we are pretty emotional. <laughs> um, well, what do we, we call it? What, what do we call ourselves for a minute? The emotional boys of the emotional boys of five stuff. Yeah. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, I mean, it really is uh, the way I describe it. Uh, my son cliche, but it is brotherhood because like sometimes you're just really frustrated with the boys you're trying to run with because you want the same end goal as them. Um, and uh, you'll, you'll do whatever to get it. Um, I would like to hear you know, what plays has to say about this. <laughs> and I'll try to answer it as accurately as possible. Jack kind of nailed it, but yeah. <laughs> yeah. So 
That's super cool. Um, I want to ask you guys how how is it to uh, train in uh, in Flagstaff? You know, at altitude and having all uh, all those effects. Um. Yeah, Flagstaff is fantastic. Yeah. Uh, as someone that's prone to injury, like myself, it's fantastic to know that uh, when I do enter an injury that might be a month or two months long, uh, I'm able to gain more than my competitors that remain at sea level. You know, I'm able to swim for an hour and what, uh, cost me at an hour might cost twice as less at sea level. You know, if I'm able to swim for an hour, that might count for two hours at sea level. Uh, so knowing that I, I have a good base coming back from injury is definitely a, a really big part of my success. Yeah, I mean, you can't beat the trails up here and, and being at altitude. It's hard to adjust for a minute, um, but uh, once you spend some time or, or years here, um, you uh, you really just move oxygen well um, and be able to come down to the sea level meets and beat up on some kids. <laughs> so, yeah, I know a lot of professional teams and pros train in Flagstaff. Um, any encounters that stand out to you? Any Who's the coolest professional runner you've met or interacted with or crossed on the trail? Yeah, Blaze and I are a big fan of Robbie Andrews, you know, our New Jersey oh, guy. So New whenever Jersey guy. Here, yeah, we make a big effort. Heck yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> I'll answer it from the, the comical standpoint. It depends on what you qualify as professional. <laughs> um, there was this one time I saw Abdi Hamid, our teammate, <laughs> not a professional athlete, but um, professional in its own right. Um, he, uh, yeah, he was in the middle of a workout and he's got a bad stomach. So he's, he was throwing up and it was like 9am, uh, cloudy out bad day. And, uh, yeah, he was throwing up in, in the middle of a workout that me and another teammate, actually my roommate at the moment, uh, Ryan Wolf were doing, uh, and he, yeah, he stopped in the middle of a 400 rep, started throwing up on the side of the, the track and. I called him when the, the rep was time to start. I said, Hey dude, we're at 55 seconds and, and we got a minute rest. Get over here. And, and he pulled his head out of the trash can with a full grin on his face. It wasn't, Hey, I pulled my head out and then I smiled. It was already a smile <laughs> and he pulled it out and it was, yeah. If you define that as professional, <laughs> um, yeah, that was a, a good experience. But um, yeah, in terms of financially professional who knows? Yeah. Robbie Andrews is probably the best person I know in Flagstaff that gets paid to do it for sure. Awesome. Yeah. Uh, I met Robbie at Lehigh my, I guess it was my freshman year. Yeah. My freshman year. Um, when I was at Pitt, we were there for regionals and cross and I met him and he was a super cool guy, you know, very nice. And, uh, so I can attest to that. Yeah. He seems awesome. Robbie, if you're listening and you want to come on the podcast or Josette or you. both, <laughs> we love it. Uh, another race that I wanted to touch on that I thought was really cool, but I think went pretty under the radar was your race against Tokai University, NAU versus um, the uh, the Japanese team. Who at the time I think they had previously won the Hakone Ekiden. Um, so yeah, like the best team in Japan versus the best team in the states. That was not built up as much as it should have been, but that was uh, seemed like a really cool race. Walk us through that. Tell us uh, about that race. Yeah, so I was injured, so Jack can walk you through that race. I, I wasn't competing, but I'll tell you this much. I was nervous. <laughs> <laughs> you know what's funny is I, I was just talking about this the other day. Um, you know, it, it reminded me of, like, because we just won 
three titles in a row, um, Blaze being on all three. And we, it felt as if like when Rocky, like I think it was like Rocky four, something like that when Rocky like versus the wrestler for like the match is just for charity and stuff. Um, that's what it reminded me of is like this absurd match where like, you know, it's, it's a big one because it's the best wrestler versus the best boxer, but it was just like, because I, all the, um, those guys, the Tokai guys were all half marathon specialists and they're coming up to Flagstaff and, um, and they would, uh, it was funny cause you would, you would see them on the track a couple of weeks out and they'd be all lined up in uniform, um, just doing threshold around the track and then go for like what seemed like hours. Um, and, uh, coincidentally I was learning Japanese, um, and I was like trying to figure out how to say good job or how to introduce myself. And, uh, we get to race day and I'm like saying good luck or, or afterwards I'm saying good job, but they just kind of like look at me like they don't know what I'm saying. And, and I'm like, man, I, I feel like I'm saying the right thing, but I could be saying anything to them right now. Um, the, uh, um, so yeah, the, yeah, the gun goes off and I think like Ryan Roth is just battling out with a, with a couple of those guys like way up front. And I think Ryan won. Yeah. Um, he won. And then they went two, three. Yeah. And it was and really close. I think we, I think yeah. we only beat him by like on our home turf, we only beat him. Cause this at 7,000 feet above the park. Yeah. We beat him by like just a couple points. Yeah. I think it was 25 to 30. Um, but I think drew Bosley raced unattached at the time. So that, that would affect it. But yeah, it was, it was close. And they, they put some guys up there. Oh, they, they ran great, and um, they ran phenomenal. Like when they had to run their half marathon. Right. What, what was so captivating by um, by Tokai and their coaching staff, um, they were like so nice. Like they like greet people with gifts, and their whole culture is based around respect. And so it was really refreshing um, coming across of like uh, you know a lot of pros do come up here, and ninety nine percent of the time they're just great people, but. Sometimes you get a little bit of arrogance or a little bit of ego. And when you meet some people like this, like, um, it's really refreshing and, uh, it's inspiring too. He's like, you know, you can run super well and be the best in the country. And you can also be super respectful of that. So I really enjoyed the time that they were up here. I hope they come up again. I heard nice. they might. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, it sounds, that sounds super cool. Um, so going back to what you said, Jack, a couple minutes ago, um, the three P. I think everyone, everyone wants to hear about that, what that was like. Blaze, you were there for all three. Jack, I think Michael Stummy, you were an alternate for a couple of them. Is that right? Yeah. Yeah. So if you guys could just talk about that, what that was like, you know, how your uh, mindset is uh, at those meets, you know, just stuff like that. Yeah. How did the mindset change and develop year after year? Yeah. Um. So I entered the university uh, slightly based off of uh, – hollow promises um when i came on my visit i i met the freshman class and that was about it i spent about 20 minutes with anyone past the freshman class on my entire visit but that freshman class uh promised that they were going to win a national title the following year um and while not many of them uh ended up on that team uh, it turned out to be true uh, and that's what i based my commitment off of i said hey I met these guys and they're exactly what I stand for. They're having fun while also trying to, to kick some butt. Um, so I joined the university uh, based off the false promise of the future. Uh, we predicted that we're going to win a national year, you know? So I joined the team. Sure enough, couldn't even make the top seven. And those guys went on to win a national title and I was ecstatic. Uh, 
while I was at CBA, the only thing I wanted to win, like the entire time was a team national title since day one of my freshman year. And, uh, we never got one. So coming to NAU and seeing it done. So, uh, in observance of, of my first semester so easily, let's say it, they, they were all loose. They were all happy. They were having a great time the entire season. Uh, that was incredible. I said, wow, this is exactly the school I want to go to following year. I ended up injured, uh, and they, they won another national title. I saw the same thing from my living room this time. I said, oh man, this is, yeah, this is just what I remember it as last year, but better. Uh, and then 2018 comes along and I was able to join the team. Uh, and it, it was the same thing again. Yeah. The whole season I said, wow, we're going to do it. I have no doubt about it. Um, and yeah, three in a row, there it was three Pete. Um, after that things changed. A lot of people from my freshman year left, uh, and I was nervous, which I'm sure other teammates, uh, noticed and, and felt as well as I'm sure, uh, even teammates that were better than me, uh, Luis and, uh, yeah, I'm sure he noticed, Hey, this team feels maybe slightly different than it, it did before George was on that team freshman year. And I'm sure he noticed it notices differences in hindsight as well. But yeah, I think in 2019, we all noticed slight differences in, in the team atmosphere team culture and, and how we were going to perform. And, uh, yeah, we didn't win that year, but we, we certainly came close, uh, in the following year, I felt just as I did the three years prior or, uh, three out of four years prior. I felt a lot of confidence heading into the national championship. Yeah. Gotcha. How about you, Jack? What was your, uh, so you were an alternate for three of them, right? Um, more like two of them. Okay. Um, Yeah. The, um, yeah. So, uh, Smith shadowed, um, the year, uh, Heinz, um, and the gentleman of 2016 won. Um, and uh, Smith is really good at feeling the pulse on like how the team culture should work. And I think the whole time he's thinking about how do I transition this? How do I transition this? Um, Cause they were running very well and, you know, winning or not, you know, you want some of that same energy um, the next year and um, going to the next year. Um, it seemed like, uh, the older boys on, on the team um, really liked Smith and they respected him. And they, he, they also like, liked his training style. Like I didn't hear any complaints on, at least on my end. Um, and yeah, the energy was just raw and it was there. Um, and uh, man, they just really just outperformed everybody in the country. And um, the, the 2017 team um, with uh, in, in Kentucky, when they were in the national championship, we had Tyler day and, Matt Baxter just hammering from the front and, um, and, uh, the following year, um, it was in the snow in Wisconsin, I think. Um, no, uh, maybe, I don't know. Um, and, uh, yeah, Blaze stepped up huge. Uh, you got like 26 or something and we had a bunch of guys in the twenties and then uh, a few low sticks. Um, and that was just amazing. I, uh, I think that was when I got like the closest, to um getting on the team and um and i knew i was going to be right around like eighth or ninth man and uh i uh, after regionals i i realized that it was my uh it's my job just keep on just have good energy and and cheer on the like the boys and see if they need anything and, um 
yeah, we, we won and that was amazing. The following year, um, we were doing very well and, um, it's not that something fell off. Things were just different. It was just a different team. Um, Matt and Tyler weren't out front, um, hammering everybody into the ground and, uh, and we were looking for, for leaders on the team and, um, yeah, the, the way we performed on that day, I'm still proud of, um, with getting second, um, the, uh, BYU just, you know, showed up and, and played the game. Um, but the, the next year, um, after that, man, um, even in this, in spite of, of COVID, uh, we had guys show up man, and, uh, and I, I remember, um, just like a couple of weeks out of the national championship, just going up to plays and just seeing how he's doing or what he's thinking. Or what he's thinking. Um, and every time it was like, I want to murder these guys, man. I want to run everybody in the ground. And it was just like an animal. And I was just like, holy shit, this guy's going to run well. Um, and uh, there's just like a fire in him. He's just like, no matter what, you know, I'm just, I'm going to show up that day and run everybody in the ground. And, um, and you know, Luckily, we had three other guys with Blaze just right there and that, like right there, and and we ran for that team title, man. We we didn't like because Kip two took it out, and uh, we had guys that probably could have won that. Day. Any one of those four guys up front um, could have won that day, but every every one of us were just like so into running for the, that team title and um, letting our low stick be our low stick, and we showed up and, and we won. Do you think that's something that? Um like is, is sort of uh, wanted from the coaches. Uh, I know I've heard like Mike Smith talk about it in interviews and stuff, but it seems like like in that race, that was one of the most um, like team races I had ever seen. Cause like you said, those guys had like, Luis had run some crazy stuff. Everyone had been running so well that season, um, but everyone was so committed to just pushing each other, staying together. Um, so is that sort of thing at NAU? It's it's not about the individuals. Like you guys are there to win the team titles, to do it together. Like sort of tie back into that idea of brotherhood. Like you said, is that kind of the the mantra there? Like we're we're a team rather than a group of individuals. Um, yeah. Yeah, I would say the the team aspect of it is the biggest part. Yeah, um, I think speaking for the last uh, five years with exceptions. Um, my only focus has been the team, um, especially during cross country season. Uh, it has coach Smith does an excellent job at, uh, teaching you how to understand that your performance is not about you, but it's about what you as a collective want. And every year we've all decided, Hey, uh, what we want this year is a national title. Uh, and how are we going to do that? And the way coach Smith teaches us to do that is to, perform either at our our second best or our best at all times uh so he describes it as good or great i would describe it as second best or best but um yeah he says hey listen if you're not having a great day you have to have a good day and there's no other option uh and when you're all working towards a team goal like that it is certainly easy to follow that strategy why would you have a bad day if you could end up with your exact goal which is a, a team title yeah Nice. So Blaze, obviously that, that fifth year when you guys won, um, you, you had an amazing season. You finished sixth, right? At the national championship. Was anything different that season for you? Like Jack said, you were super hungry. He could sense it. 
um, what kind of what kind of switched on, or had it always been there, but injuries and stuff had held you back? Yeah, uh, injuries and stuff had held me back. Yeah, <laughs> um, emphasis on the end stuff, but uh, I discovered Little Wayne since uh, yeah, since I last listened to him in sixth grade, and he yeah, he stoked the fire. <laughs> I forgot what it was like to uh, yeah to essentially demotivated and little Wayne preaches motivation. So I listened to a lot of Lil Wayne and, uh, yeah, I got motivated for the first time in five years and, and sure enough, I, I was happy with the result. Yeah. Awesome. So, so NAU owes Lil Wayne big time for that, for that title. For sure. Yeah. Got it. Got it. Awesome. Well, congrats on that whole season. That was, that was incredible. Thank that was you, fun yeah. to watch. We always, yeah, it meant a lot to me as well. Yeah, no, I'm glad. Yeah, I gotta I got feel that. I mean, Lil Wayne, we we played it every single day in, in the, on the bands. What was the song? Uh, Had a Love? Had a Love, yeah. <laughs> like Lil Wayne's softest song. Yeah. It's a bunch of bros in the vans singing Had a Love. <laughs> That's the best. Um, I wanted to ask you guys about how you think like the, everything with uh, the COVID um, helped your team. You know, obviously I think it was in 2019. There was no uh, 2020 nationals, obviously it got postponed this year, but you guys are coming off um, in second place. Um, I think if anything, it was a, a distraction as it was with every other team. It was a, it was a long period where we didn't know what was going to happen. Uh, and I think as we see in, in results as well as just conversations with other teams. Uh, I think the first six to eight months of it were pure confusion. Uh, and, oh yeah, I'm training for something. I'm not sure what it is yet, but I'm going to keep trying. And that wears thin by the end of it. Uh, and I, and, and I think our team's opinion, we might say that indoor nationals or cross country would have been the first thing that we were actually training for. Um, you might've tried to qualify for indoor nationals, but our team was uh, focused on NCAAs in cross country. And that was a long time. That was about March till March before we were certain of what we were trying to do. Um, and even at that point, there's a high level of paranoia. Uh, I, speaking for myself at the time, I was uh, terrified of what might happen if one of our teammates tested positive for COVID before a big meet that we might use to gain some points to qualify for nationals or to, run at the national championship. Um, yeah. And I was certainly terrified of that, but, um, I think our team adapted well. Yeah. There was a long period where we didn't know what our, our goal was. And, uh, when it became clear, we zoned in on it and took care of business. Yeah. How about you, Jack? Yeah, I was pretty proud of our team on how we handled it. I think only a couple of us actually got COVID. Um, the um yeah it was it was frustrating um, i'm sure every team uh could say the same it was very frustrating and um we uh i think a lot of us figured that it's better to be fit than not fit so we kept on running um if we could uh smith tried to keep us motivated and um when we could have practice we did um and a lot of us just got like um a real big training block um one for the one for the late spring and one for the summer. Um, 
and then going to the next semester we were allowed to meet sometimes um i think uh, it was a little hard on our culture um just not being able to see each other every day and um i felt especially bad for the freshmen coming in because they had such a unique experience um one that there's so much to fear and ex- on top of like you don't even know your own teammates that well yet because you're not even spending a lot of time with them um but uh i mean it works itself out we came in the next season um uh the, sem- the second semester of of uh of uh i guess when covid was around or three semesters in and uh, we finally got to race cross country and uh, we showed up and, and did our job Nice, yeah, um, yeah. No, that was that was definitely a very tough time. A lot of uncertainty. Did you guys have any COVID scares before any meets? Uh, the women's team did yeah. once. <laughs> so not nothing too bad. Nothing that took took a bunch of people out. Yeah, we had a lot of good guidance, so we had good protocol good. and rarely had any scares. Truthfully, yeah, uh, there was a lot of times where. As an individual, you might say, "Oh no, I'm worried about everyone else." But uh, the coaches took care of that. They made the they made the protocol clear, and we all we all followed it very well. Yeah. Gotcha. All right, guys. Well, I think we we touched a lot on college. Um, I kind of wanted to ask, unless Brian, if you have anything else you want to touch on about college. Uh, no, I think I'm good. Yeah. So, guys, we kind of wanted to ask, what's next for you? Um, so Jack, you have another year at NAU. What are kind of your goals for the team, uh, for yourself? And then Blaze, what are you plan on doing, continuing running? Any any plans right now that you are allowed to discuss? We're trying to grab yeah, a headline. Yeah. That's what we're yeah. Trying to do. yeah. Yeah. Announce your pro first. sponsorship right now, please. Yeah. <laughs> that goes first. I I think about it. <laughs> all right um yeah like you said i got i got one more year um i'm super excited for it um i'm just you know my first priority is just being really mindful of every day i'm out there and i'm kind of preparing myself here while i'm still in new jersey for when i get out there um yeah wow i i, I really want to win um one more time i um it's, it's not really good to think about that every day or, or talk about it, <laughs> but um, I'm hungry for it and I'm going to do everything I can um, to ensure that we get the best versions of ourselves out there. Um, whether or not that's tangibly making a difference or having good energy, but um, I'm going to run as many miles as my legs can take me um, either be super fit or super injured um, because I'm just going to, I'm just going to go for it. Um, I, uh, I got nothing to lose. Uh, and so, oh, I am going to block the screen. Um, yeah. And, uh, for track, um, I want to run fast, man. I, I, uh, I would like to PR a little bit. I've been having a hard time doing that. Um, and, uh, I don't really have any like specific goals. Um, but, um, I would like to make it through the rounds a little bit, like make regionals, you know, uh, like progress, make my season longer somehow. Um, if that means running fast, then so be it. Uh, I, I love our team and I love spending time with them. And 
Um, I know every year goes by super quickly. Um, so I'm just going to soak it all in and um, also just bug the shit out of my coaches if any sort of way, just trying to learn as much as I can, because I think after college, I want to coach myself and uh, might as well hear it from the best. Uh, I've been training a lot with uh, you, Mike, uh, Brandon Marks, um, Justin Kelly, uh, Kevin McDonald, um, and Jimmy Daniels, and Aaron Groff when he's not training for the triathlon. And um, I think that crew uh, is going to be great for post-collegiately. I'm, I'm really excited about joining those guys and trying to get some uh, OTQs in the marathon and uh, see where that takes us for the next decade. Awesome. Nice. I'm excited as well. Blaze, how about you? Anything uh, in the works? Uh, yeah, I uh, definitely want to continue running after college. And I think that uh, if the the perfect scenario were to present itself, I would certainly take it. And uh, I think the perfect scenario has presented itself. Yeah. Oh, okay. Well, we'll be on the lookout. Yeah, well, we'll be watching out for that for sure. Nice. Congrats on the that perfect situation, whatever it may be. Thank you. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> but, uh, okay. So something I wanted to ask you guys, we talked to, uh, Sean and Tim Dillon about this when we talked to them, uh, the picks for the 800, the women's 800 and the men's 1500. So currently it is 701 PM on Sunday. These races are happening in about 30 minutes is the women's eight. Who's who you got making the team. What are we thinking? What do you think, Blaze? Oh, God. <laughs> I wish I had more of an opinion past New Jersey, but I think Ating Mu will take uh, all three positions to the Olympics. <laughs> yeah. I think we're qualified, and she'll be the only one representing the United there you States. Go. Um, and, then, and then what was the other event? Uh, the, oh, men's the men's 15, yeah. Men's 15. Yeah. Um, it's tough to say. Yeah. I think there's a lot of people in contention. I think there's about a six athletes that could do it. Um, and it'll be interesting to see who, who ends up with the, yeah, the top three positions. Jack, any guesses? Yeah. I, I think being from Trenton, um, we're in for her all the way. Um, nice, nice. As, as long as I care about it, like, uh, I don't even know if there's other runners in the race. <laughs> well, we also got Ajay Wilson from Jersey. Oh, Wilson. Okay. That's right. I'm sorry. So we got the top two. No, uh, they'll split the third place. There we go. <laughs> Ajay and Ajay, yeah. Allie Wilson and ran at Monmouth. So. Three. <laughs> yeah, and we got uh, uh, Waleed um, from Ole Miss. I hope he does very well. Um, okay. Brooks Beast. Yeah, he, he's talking with Brooks. Uh, yep. Great guy. He came up to Flagstaff last summer. Um, great dude. Um, nice. He did very well. Uh, yeah, Colby Alexander, great guy. Um, and I just can't not root for Centrits. I just think the guy's cool. Um, yeah. I might be like nerdy runner. <laughs> I liked how he joined Bowerman and those guys. But. Have you met him? No. <laughs> you, you, said that. you were hanging with the, the Bowerman guys. A little bit right you were in their section when you're at the trials yeah that's just those guys are just the backbone of batman just selling the all the merch and and making things happen but oh wait i haven't met much wait tin man or bowerman because you also met the tin man guys right yeah yeah well yeah both i guess nice nice 
Nice. Cool. All right. So that's going to take us into our final couple questions that we ask uh, everybody on here. So our first question for you guys, Taylor Ham versus pork roll. Where do you fall? Pork roll. Pork roll? <laughs> yeah, pork Perfect. roll. All right. I think, I think every answer so far has yeah. been pork roll. That we've had. Yeah, I would. So far, we're five for five. If you're asking anyone that answers Taylor Hand, you might as well delete the comment. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> yeah, we're five for five so far. Yeah, so we'll we'll see. Maybe one day. Right, they um, got to be out there somewhere. Somewhere. Oh, there. Has. I haven't found them yet. <laughs> um, another question we have is: What is your guys' favorite place to run in um, in New Jersey? Like a trail or park, or what's your favorite place to run? Um, I think Homedale Park. Yeah, Homedale Park kicks butt. Yeah, it's one of the best places to run, in my opinion, just in general. Yeah. Yeah, I gotta go with Reverse Main Street in Marlton. <laughs> trail. Just it's just concrete. It's only a six mile loop, but I'll run it twice because it's that good. <laughs> I feel like we just have so many memories on the Reverse Main Street loop. I've almost got hit by a car like every time. So many times. <laughs> it's part of the loop. It's yeah. the same car. We, we, we hired someone. Yeah, the same car. Us. Yeah. yeah. It's a Hyundai Sonata going too fast. Through <laughs> a yellow light. It's a jack. All right. And then uh, our last question for you guys. What is your go-to Wawa order? You walk into Wawa, what are you getting? I've gone to Wawa one time ever, <laughs> and I got some eggnog. That one time is crazy. Yeah. Do you not have them up by you? Uh, no, I, actually, we don't in in Central New Jersey. We do okay. not. Have, um, Wawa one time. Cent- wow. Central New Jersey. I haven't heard of Central. <laughs> <laughs> between North and South, <laughs> it's just about in between. <laughs> That's another question. Yeah, that, uh, we should ask. Is there Central Jersey? There is Central Jersey. I, I think there's a Central Jersey. Way the North Jersey. Yeah. Uh, I'm not going to talk too much traveling. <laughs> this people listening. Uh, I think Mo is from Central, so I guess there is now a Central. True. <laughs> oh, true. <laughs> there is I wasn't now. Good enough to make it Central. She puts Central Jersey on the map. You asked about what the future holds. The future holds a Central <laughs> New Jersey. <laughs> I'm going to get good enough to define it on the map. Central New Jersey track club. <laughs> Jack, what about you? What's your wild wild order? Yeah, I get the the barbecue chicken sandwich. Uh, it's just it's just not good, but I get it every time. <laughs> I get the purple Doritos to go with it. and Yeah, the spicy it. sweet chili. <laughs> yeah, that's it. Right. That's awesome. Yeah, guys, well. Thanks so much for doing this. We appreciate you guys uh, coming on. That was a lot of fun. I assume you guys are going to watch the trials now. We got Sydney McLaughlin's about to break the world record in the 400 hurdles. I'm calling it now. I'll edit that out if she doesn't. (laughs) Thanks for having us. Yeah, Yeah, of course. It's been a blast. Good to see you guys. Yeah, thanks again. Yeah.